Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Pig Health Today, and with me is Dr. Amber Stricker. She is a veterinarian for the Suaday Health and Production Vet Clinic in Algona, Iowa. Amber, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, you've been very active in what is known as the Common Swine Industry Audit. It was introduced a few years ago for the benefit of all our viewers. Tell us exactly what that is and its overarching goals. Yeah, so the Common Swine Industry Audit was um, developed in response to, you know, there was all these packer audits that were coming out and they all had different standards mm -hmm. that they were requiring of the producer. And um, many of my producers sold to multiple packers. And so they were having to comply with two different, two or more different standards, set of standards. And it was becoming, you know, really redundant and a lot of um, work and effort was going into trying to, you know, comply with all of them. And then on top of that, they'd get audited by maybe one packer. Um, and then a month later, they'd get audited by another packer. And there was just a lot of redundancy there. And so um, the way I understand it, the industry, you know, came together with the pork board and decided, let's just try to all agree on one common platform and get rid of, you know, all the redundancy and stuff and make it less burden burdensome to the producer. And that's where the common swine industry audit um, came about. I would think that it'd be difficult to do, though, because uh, all meat companies have different standards and the way they want to market things. I, I would think that they would still have some particular things that they would want to have audited. You know, the, it's more uh, industry-wide standard on animal welfare and food safety okay. was the focus of, you know, the, the original Packer audits and PQA Plus. And they just kind of came together and said, let's set standards we can all agree on. And they were all pretty close in the first place. Yeah. But this just, you know, let's all, so we can all agree to them. And then we have something we can roll out to the producer where regardless of the size of your operation, it's the same standards. And is this something that is voluntary for producers or do they pretty much have to participate if they want to sell pigs? Yeah, so it is voluntary, but it's not. Because at the same time, like you said, the privilege to be able to sell to the packer you know, requires that they comply with the common swine industry audit. And so it, you know, it's voluntary, but like I said, if you want to sell your pigs, you're going to have to comply. Now, conceptually, it sounds great because now we're talking about one audit instead of several, but... Human nature, people don't like to be audited. Um, what do you find on the farm? Uh, are you getting a lot of cooperation or are you getting some pushback in some areas? Um, I'd say both. I mean, there's there's an understanding by the producers that this is necessary and that this is what the um, customer is, is asking for, is more transparency and accountability. But at the same time, you know, these are um, people who take a lot of pride in what they do and the majority of them are doing a really nice job and it's difficult for them to let somebody into their farm and to let their guard down, to let somebody come in and, and critique them. I mean, these are producers who are self-employed, mm -hmm. not used to having a lot of you know, oversight or a lot of people coming in and telling them, you know, they may see a veterinarian a couple times a year, but other than that, it's, it's them. And so I get a little bit of pushback on you know, defensiveness or fear of what could happen if I don't, you know, something doesn't go right and so. So, and what sort of things are they are they looking for when they conduct these audits, and what would make a farmer get defensive? Yeah, so the the big things that would be critical areas on the audit would be anything having to do with animal welfare. And so there's five critical components to the audit that would cause an automatic failure. And it's timely euthanasia, and then it would be um, the method of euthanasia, whether or not they're checking for insensibility and death. 
um, if there, you know, if there willful acts of abuse occurring during the audit. So those those big things are not worries because majority of, of producers are doing that really well. The concern is, you know, what if they see a scratch on a pig and I didn't think it was anything to be concerned about and they, for some reason, you know, it's it's really more fear of what could be the consequence for something if I'm not keeping records or if something's not going right. And um, like I said, uh, you know, it's, it can create some defensiveness on if, if they're taking care of the barn and someone comes in and says, you're not doing this right or that right. Mm -hmm. um, the tendency of human nature is to be a little defensive. And who is actually conducting the audits? The audits, the third party audits would be done by um, companies such as Validus. Uh, they're PACO certified. They go through a process so that the auditors are, you know, as standardized as possible the way mm -hmm. they approach the audit. Um, the, the other side of it is the assessment, which is like the PQA plus assessment mirrors the common swine industry audit and that's what I do. And so I go in and do the assessment and that is a little bit different approach because I can teach, I can coach, I can, um, it's kind of a safe place for mm -hmm. the producer and myself to look and talk about openly talk about what can we do to fix this or that. Um, and so those those are a lot easier. The, the auditing part is where, you know, I think more of the concern and the angst comes from. So tell me more about your role. Do you get in there after the auditor has been there, the producer will call you up and say, well, I, I failed this part and that part and I need to talk with you about it. Or do you work with them kind of proactively ahead of time to get them ready for these audits? And most, impo most, most importantly, just to make sure that the, the pigs are getting the best care as possible. Yeah, so there's a couple different ways that I would be asked to come on farm to do the assessment. And one of them would be if the packer calls up and says the site assessment is expired and it needs to be renewed. And in that case, I'd go in and under the guise of doing the PQA plus site assessment, mm -hmm. I would administer that. And the site assessment is, you know, the mirror image of the common swine industry audit. So that would be one, you know, just routinely every three years, you go in there and you renew the site assessment. Um, and the other reason would be if they do get notified from their packer, typically um, my producers or my clients will call me ahead of that. And they'll say, can you come out and do like a run through with me and just make sure everything looks good before the auditor gets here. Yeah. Once in a while, they'll ask me to actually be present during the mm -hmm. audit, just, just as a support um, more than anything. You know, they just want somebody there that can help them answer questions and stuff if, if there's a question that arises. But. So what, what can producers do on a day-to-day -day basis to make sure these audits go well? Yeah, so on day-to-day, -day, I, I always tell producers that, you know, just pick a couple things and work on, on making those things improvements. So if, if the biggest issue is SOPs and, um, and documentation. And so I tell them, you know, the welfare side of it, the pigs in the barn and everything comes first. But then after that, if you can make you know improvements, like maybe this year you focus on keeping really complete medication and treatment records and making sure you're doing daily observations. And then in a few months or something after that becomes more routine, you add something else. But I, um, I just tell producers, you know, work on trying to get better. And if you're not there today, it's not you know a huge deal. It's it's if we're trying to make effort towards getting where we need to be. And you were saying that. It, before that like there might be a situation where the packers will call and say well this this person's audit period has expired right. uh, is that the correct yeah, terminology yeah. Um, but are there other cases where the packer might call and maybe they're not liking what they see on some of the 
the, the carcasses and might that spur an audit? Yeah, so uh, one of the ways that they could spur an audit would be if they had like a residue um, question. So mm -hmm. if, if for some reason a lot of pigs that they sold came back with a residue, then antibiotic an antibiotic residue, then they would get notification and typically those would be like FDA audits. And so you'd have an FDA auditor come on farm and look through the medication and treatment records and, and things like that. And I tell my producers that's another reason why keeping records is important. It's not just because someone says, you know, it's necessary to sell to a packer, but because it's your insurance policy for, for the FDA. And the audits keep on coming. I mean, you've got the veterinary feed directive rules and I know the right. FDA inspectors mm -hmm. are going to be spending more time out in the field too. Is there a way to consolidate these audits even more? Yeah, I, I don't know if there is. I mean, the, we are in a world of auditing. In fact, we've hired someone you know on our production team at Suaday mm -hmm. to do nothing more than audit. And he does biosecurity audits and feed mill audits and air filtration audits and welfare audits. And um, so it, there is some redundancy that I don't think you're going to get away from. But I do think it's, it's good to see the industry moving towards a common audit on welfare and food safety. One last question. Uh, you talked about preparing producers for audits and doing a walkthrough and saying, well, they might look at this and they might look at that. What kind of conversations do you have with your producers about their temperament during the audit? Yeah, I, I tell them that you know, if, if you're doing a good job, there's nothing to worry about. And, and to look at it more as a way to showcase what you do every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they care for the animals, it's their livelihood. Um, they don't wanna intentionally do anything that's not in the best interest of the animal. And so I tell them, you know, your intentions are good and go into it thinking I'm going to show off and showcase my farm and the good job that I'm doing every day and, and don't be defensive and, and be prepared so that you, you know, it goes well and you don't sit there and have to fumble for records and things. You have everything ready and prepared in the audit and it'll go a lot smoother.